I'm Jo Chan Yan. And I'm Donna He, and we are two brand designers who met on Instagram and now we are great friends. We can't get enough about nurturing your brand and your mindset when it comes to building a conscious, vision led business. We love honest conversations and digging deep into the things that contribute to your path in making a positive impact in the world. Hello and welcome to the Brand Journey Podcast. So today we're going to talk about essentials that we believe are very helpful in moving and growing our business. What do you think, Joe? Are you ready to talk about these things that we've learned along the way? Yeah, I'm super excited today because I think one of the things that we often talk about when we meet up for our chats on Zoom is how to actually improve the running and effectiveness of our business and how we move through our day-to-day. And I think some of the essentials that we're so excited to share with you has been game changes for us when we've been moving through our business as well. Yeah, and I find too that some of these things are almost like basic business practices that I see a lot of successful people either talk about or know that they've put in place themselves. So I think that there are certainly essentials that we all need. Um, So it doesn't matter where you are in your business or what kind of business you have. I think this applies to everyone. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Let's dive right in. So one of the essentials that we would like to share with you, and this is something that I have personally just started to do in probably the last six months, is to have a CEO day. And what that essentially means is having a day in your work week where you can kind of dedicate it solely to something that is for your business rather than on the clients or the customers that you are serving. Mm-hmm. Is this something that you've been doing for a while, Donahue? Yeah, I would say probably in 2020, I really, really put a lot of energy into that because I was seeing the reason why I started thinking about this is because I realized that I wasn't putting the time that I wanted to in my business and client work was taking up a lot of my time. So I would lead content creation and all the things that I really wanted to tackle for the weekend or just after hours. And I just was not making the progress that I really wanted to make. So I ended up dedicating this CEO day on my week. And I chose Fridays because Fridays, I felt like it's the end of the week and I'm excited to start the weekend. At the same time, I feel like I could really focus on myself. I can really sort of relax. And Mm. that's when I feel less stressed and with less pressure to deliver. So I can really focus on myself and my business. Mm. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I experienced really similar things in my business. And particularly when you're the sole owner of your business, I think it's something that Mm -hmm. we probably spend either too much time on and not enough time on the client side, or too much time on the client side and not enough time on our business. And for me to have an actual dedicated day where I could take a bird's eye view, a 
top-down perspective on how everything was running and just review what was working well, what was not working well, was incredibly helpful. What does your CEO day consist of? What do you actually do? Like, walk me through it. So for Fridays, I usually have, I start with accountability call with my friend Finn, and we basically have a working session where I choose one of the things that I want to tackle for myself that day, and we work together for an hour. So Fridays can look like either me working on content creation, me working on podcast stuff, working on website updates. So basically, I just take whatever is on my list of goals and what I have to tackle and see what I can accomplish that day. So it could be something like working on copy or messaging or working on a lead magnet. Anything that really is for my business, trying to either find new clients or reach more people or create more systems or cleaning up my process, all of that goes into my Friday CEO day. And sometimes it's just one thing, like editing a podcast video, because that can take a little bit longer of a working session. So that's what my day looks like. Yeah, mine's pretty similar. I tend to block out Mondays instead of Fridays. I love actually having Mondays dedicated to my CEO days because typically I don't know if I'm quite ready for the world on a Monday. I tend to, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I think that's probably the case for a lot of people is it takes us a little bit of time to get into the week. So for oh me, God, yeah. I always find energetically it's really supportive to go into my week knowing that I have a bit more space and for me to be able to kind of foresee what I need to do in the week ahead. So what I actually use my CEO days for is to review the week previous and work out what leftover items or actions I still need to take in my business, mm -hmm. not so much for client work, but in my business for the following week. And I plan out the rest of the week to see the direction that I want to head in. And the thing that I always make sure that I include is time spent on the things that I know are going to make the biggest impact on my business. So for me, it's really about yes. understanding how I can actually chip away at those little projects or those big projects mm -hmm. that I know are actually going to move me forwards. You know, because of you, I started taking Mondays somewhat off. It's oh. almost like I used to plan my week on Sundays. And I still kind of do that a little bit, just kind of look at my schedule. But Mondays, I spend at least half of the day just really looking at my goals and my to-dos for the week and reorganizing and reshuffling things around to make sure that I give myself the time I need for the week for specific things. Yeah. Um, and I actually think that's been really helpful because it does take away some of that stress and pressure of, you know, Monday starting. And mm. I really don't like having client calls or any calls first thing in the morning on Mondays. Yeah, it's and stressful, And that's something, right? it's so <laughs> stressful. <laughs> So I've been um, remembering to not schedule any of those calls on Monday morning 
because it doesn't give me a time to settle in and to get my head together, like you were saying. And I think that has been really helpful for me. It, it just gives me a little bit of breathing space to take my time and go into the week with the right mindset and just feeling ready for it instead of feeling stressed out about it. It's a reminder that this is my business and I get to shape and structure my time however I want to. So if I don't want to work on Mondays, I don't have to work on Mondays. My business mm. does not have to look like that. And, you know, maybe your CEO day is on Wednesday or maybe you work Tuesday through Saturday. It doesn't really matter. What matters is what works for you and what you want your business to look like. So I, I just love that because it's empowering to make a decision like that that goes against what we're used to. Yeah, it becomes almost like a weekly ritual that's really just for you. And I think that's why it feels really great because it's so replenishing to have a CEO day and it's replenishing for your energy. It's replenishing for your business and it's just something that we can't recommend enough in terms of having that as an essential for our business. Yeah. So the other thing that we're both pretty passionate about is hiring a coach and working with a coach and mm. having that power or control to be able to invest in your business and feed your vision by doing this. And I know that this is going to look differently depending on where you are in your business and who you hire or what kind of coach you hire. But I feel like there's no way that I could have gotten to where I am without somebody guiding me along the way. And I think this is an essential because of the growth that can happen yes. with this mentor. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, absolutely. I think a great coaching experience means that you feel inspired and almost excited to expand your comfort zone when it comes to your business. It's a constant reminder that on the other side of your comfort zone is the potential for growth. And a lot of the time when it comes to running our business, so much of it is based on mindset. And I think working with a coach to overcome any of those mindset blocks and have someone to bounce your ideas off is incredibly supportive. I've worked with coaches on a one-to-one -one basis as well as in a group coaching program. And I think either of those options, it really depends on what works best for you, is going to be hugely supportive and motivating. Having a community of people in a group coaching program is an added bonus because it's going to help you get the support and encouragement outside of maybe a one-on-one -on -one session that maybe is also going to be really integral to helping you grow. But also, one-on-one -on -one coaching, which is something that I love offering my clients, is able to give you that sense of deeper connection with your coach so that you can actually work on frameworks and business plans and systems <laughs> and systems uh, to really help you get clarity around where you're going and all the smaller steps in the process. Yeah, and I think 
working with a coach, I think, has been really encouraging to me because I don't feel alone and I have somebody I can reach out if I have questions or if I need clarity around something I'm trying to do or an idea that I have that perhaps I'm not so sure about. And just having somebody, like you said, to bounce ideas off of can really give you that little boost in confidence to really realize that idea and to keep going. And I also feel like it helps you grow faster than, you know, you do it by yourself. Yeah. And although I think that you can get far alone, I just don't think that we are meant to do this by ourselves. There's so much value in working with other people, collaborating in community, in working with a coach, even having business friends or accountability partners. So I think definitely having somebody guide you can help you get there faster, which brings me yeah. to, oh, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to ask you a question. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Ask me a question. <laughs> I was wondering if you could share one thing that you and your coach have worked on specifically so that people can kind of understand exactly what goes on in a coaching session. Because I think that's one of the big questions that I have is what do you actually do in a coaching session and how is it actually that supportive or effective? Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is going to vary depending on the type of coach that you are working with. But mm. for me, the past two coaches that I worked with, Pia Silva, who's amazing. I love her. I admire her so much. She really helped me get some systems in place that I was lacking in my business. Mm. And it wasn't that I didn't have anything in place at all, but what she helped me with was really looking at my business differently. I really loved working with her because I was able to kind of step back and look at my business from a bird's eye view and connect the dots between basically my vision, you know, mm. creating that vision for myself and then breaking stuff down and seeing the possibility of making the kind of income that I want to make. She helped me see that. And also she helped me sort of push myself to not be so afraid and also trust myself. So I feel like the things that I have valued the most when working with a coach are when they're able to look at that bigger picture of what I'm trying to accomplish and seeing me for who I am. Instead of like, you know, giving me cookie cutter solutions and seeing my experience and what I'm dealing with and the mindset blocks that I'm facing and how they're able to help me move past that or encourage me or even build my confidence. What I loved about working with my last coach, Mariela, who was so amazing at being a great listener and just being a great cheerleader and somebody who really understood where I come from and my experience in this world and how that has shaped the way that I do business. So it's totally oh, different. That. Very different. But at the same time, we worked on marketing stuff together. We worked mm -hmm. on creating a marketing system and a funnel and looking at my services and how I can uh, streamline things and, again, breaking things down so that it makes sense. Obviously, those are important, and that's probably the primary reason I look for a coach. But without the other part, 
it's really hard to move forward and grow. So, Joe, have you had a different experience or what are the things that you value in coaches that have helped you move forward in your business? Yeah, I think for my experience, I really appreciated coaches that had some sort of structure, not necessarily the cookie cutter solution, but maybe some sort of framework or structure that still allowed for deep personalization and customization. Because I knew that they were coming at it with a depth of knowledge and experience. Mm -hmm. So they could kind of help me explore a particular thing, a particular system in a way that was researched and considered rather than providing information that, as you said, I can kind of find easily on the internet and implement myself. One of the most amazing coaches that I've been working with recently has been Kwasi Johir. And he has a coaching program. So this is not a one-on-one coaching service. It's a coaching program. And it is all around manifestation and identity shifting. And it has been amazing not just because of the community, but mainly because of the teachings that he is able to provide. He is able to break things down in a way that's really simple. And a lot of these principles around energy work, around identity shifting and manifestation can be a little bit difficult to grasp and apply practically. So Mm -hmm. the framework that he has provided, which has been incredible, is to explain things in a way that I can actually start implementing them into my life and actually see the changes. So that, I guess, is is an example of something that maybe is not business related, but still very much affects how I run my business. Yeah, I think we all kind of have to find that exact support that we need, right? Which is going to be different from person to person. Having a coach can really help you with a lot of things, including accountability, especially if you're doing like a group coaching program that can be really helpful and, you know, having other people's support. Which brings me to the next point, accountability. I think that has been a huge help for me. And also, I do truly believe that that is an essential thing in growing your business. Yeah, absolutely. Accountability is one of those things that I think everybody knows is important, but not everybody knows maybe how to do it properly. Um, And I'm speaking for myself here because I feel like (laughs) I've probably thrown the word accountability around a lot in the past, but not really been accountable or sought out Mm -hmm. a weekly or monthly uh, catch-up call that allowed me to be accountable for what I say and for the goals that I'm making. One of the things that Donahue and I do pretty much on a weekly basis, especially when it comes to the podcast, but also it extends to other areas of our business, is to hold each other accountable 
for the goals and the objectives that we have set for ourselves for the month and the week. And we are able to kind of check in with each other each week just to see how we're going. That has been so helpful because I don't think we would have started a podcast (laughs) unless we were accountable to the things that we say we're going to do. And the way we have done it has been really great because Donahue uses Notion and she uses that to track our actions. (laughs) So Donahue, how do you actually set up a system to make sure that we are able to be accountable? I've done it a few different ways. So with a group, like a community or something like that, it was really helpful for me to post my monthly goals and my weekly goals on a consistent basis so Mm -hmm. that we're all kind of aware of what we're working towards that week. And then sometimes there was like a mid-week check-in to see how you're doing in terms of progress. And then at the end, on Friday, we just focused on celebrating the things that we accomplished. So celebrate our wins. And I've done that also with the coach in a coaching group. I've done it on Instagram (laughs) as well for myself. The other thing was with working sessions, like I said, Finn and I have been doing working sessions for over a year now. And it's been really great because you know how sometimes you're just like totally not feeling it (laughs) about, Mm. you know, showing up in your business and you're either exhausted or just like not motivated or you're just feeling low energy or just whatever is going on. For me, having those working sessions scheduled in through the weeks are basically what keeps me going when I'm just not feeling it at all. Yeah, Those are the things that motivate me or just keep me making progress. Otherwise, I would probably not do anything (laughs) at all if I'm left to myself. (laughs) But, you know, you and I do that with the working sessions and we get so much done and... Mm. Sometimes I could have a really crappy week and then have these working sessions and I get a lot done and it feels very productive and I'm able to tackle a lot. So in terms of accountability, just showing up for each other during those times, whether it's in a group working session or it's, you know, your buddy's working session, showing up for each other and saying, like, I'm going to commit one hour to working on X coming up to the end of the call and being able to check in and encourage each other and just being there. That has been amazing for me. Mm. And then the other thing that you and I have been doing is keeping track of our things in Notion. Um, Mm. You know, we have a goal setting system, which is another conversation, but in terms of the podcast and getting through all of our to-dos and planning and strategies I mean, we've really created a whole library of things that we look at and we work on in Notion that we can keep track of and plan, things that we're going to record. And it feels amazing to just check things off the list and also have clarity around what you're going to be doing versus what I'm going to be doing and how we're going to split the work and what we need to focus on next week and things like that. So. I think you can do it in many different ways and it's just finding that right person for you or the right group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think part of it is having that commitment up front so that both parties or both you and your friend know that it is a weekly catch-up or it's a monthly catch-up and you actually block that time out in your calendar Mm -hmm. so that when that time rolls around, you're both on Zoom. I think in the past when accountability hasn't worked is when maybe me and my friend didn't actually block out time. So when it got to that time of the week, things got in the way, meetings were scheduled in, and we had other things that we had to do instead. So it was really easy for maybe one week to go without us checking in or two weeks to go without checking in. But the thing that's really worked well for Donahue and I is having that time blocked in and also having a shared file or shared system such as Notion that we both have access to so -hmm. that we are looking at that throughout the week. But also during our sessions, we're both literally on that same page of Notion checking things off. And that's been really, really beneficial because you can see the tangibility of how that actually comes to life. It's really great to say that you're going to be accountable, but you kind of need to put in some of those steps and structures in place so that you can actually leverage the system to work really well for you in your business. Yeah. And I think one thing that I think it's important to mention is that when you share your plan or your goals or your tasks, whatever you're trying to focus on for that period of time publicly, your chances of actually getting it done is increased. And this is a fact. So it almost doesn't really matter that other people know exactly what you're doing or are keeping track of it. It's just the commitment that you're making in sharing your list of to-dos for the week in a space publicly. In publicly, I mean whether it's a Slack group, a private Slack group, or even if it's like a text message, whatever it is, you're not just keeping it to yourself. And I think that is reinforcing your commitment to actually getting things done. And I think at the end of that, having that check-in and celebration, whether it's something small or big, having somebody that's encouraging you and celebrating with you at least has kept me motivated um, to keep going. So I know that I'm not working on this alone and that if life happens, you know, other people will understand and I don't have to quit because I'm accountable to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that brings us from being accountable to also having the bigger vision of where you're actually taking this because it's hard to take action and it's hard to actually show up to be accountable because sometimes you might really want to do something else instead. But I think if you have a very clear vision of where you're heading and the goals that you're setting to keep you accountable, this makes the whole process so much easier. So the next essential that we want to have a look at and deep dive into is having that vision and crafting that vision. Donahue, how do you actually go about creating a vision that makes sense for your business and for your life? I started doing that um, through a coach, actually, 
that I didn't particularly love working with, but <laughs> I did learn a lot of really good things from this person, and that was one of them. They made me write a eulogy for myself, and from there, creating a vision as to what I want my life to look like and what I envision feeling like and the things that I want to accomplish or be known for and how I want people to see me and all of these things. And so from there, I started creating a vision for myself. This was probably like four years ago, and I've been slowly adjusting that vision to a more clear, true goal that I want to accomplish. And this is, like you said, it is a life desire, like a vision for my whole life. It's not just for my business. So that has been really helpful because now I know what I'm working towards. I know we talk about vision a lot. It feels like we keep repeating ourselves, but that's because we're very passionate about it. And we know yeah. how impactful it has been in our businesses and how it can be for other people. So what about you? How did you get started with defining and crafting your vision? Yeah, so when I first started looking at my vision, I knew that I needed to be really clear about the direction that I wanted to head in. Not necessarily the specifics of what that vision entailed, like I don't need to know what kind of coffee bean I'm putting into my <laughs> grinder yeah. in the morning, for example. Totally. But I needed to know how I would feel in that moment. I needed to know some of the details of what I was doing throughout the day. And the more specific, I guess, I was, the more I could imagine myself walking and breathing and moving through this vision. The other thing that was really important to understand was knowing the gap. So knowing where I am currently and how I was moving day to day and also what I would have to start doing. Like what are some of the character traits that I would need to cultivate more of? What are the habits that I would need to start doing in order mm -hmm. for me to create that vision? I think a lot of the time we have this big dream of where we want to go, whether in our business or in our lives, but sometimes we forget to understand or unpack all the steps that actually need to be made along the way. Mm -hmm. This is where the goals come in because then it allows you to track your process towards your progress towards the vision to extract out the actual habits that you're going to start doing. But this is a really key step in helping you get towards your vision. You want to be able to create it in a way that you can actually make it happen for yourself. So I think for me, that's one thing that I've done. And whenever I reflect back on my progress and track my goals, I am looking at it from the perspective of how far I've come towards my vision or how far I've moved. And that's been really great just to be able to see the little things that I've made in my day 
that has actually made an impact. So one of the things that I've started doing recently is waking up earlier. And this has been so hard because I used to be a real morning person. And then for whatever reason, I stopped becoming <laughs> a morning person and kind of slid into being a night owl. Mm. And it's one of those things that I want to bring back into my life. Because for me, when I envision my future in, say, three years' time, I'm waking up feeling really nourished and revitalized in the morning. But I'm waking up early in the morning. I can see myself doing that. And so for me to make that happen, I actually need to start making those changes in my state of being now. And knowing that I have that vision, knowing that that's where I'm heading towards, means that I'm finding it a lot easier to get out of bed in the morning because it all adds up to a bigger yeah. goal. It's not just because I need to pull myself out of bed and move through the horror of <laughs> the horror. like get it the horror and discomfort of like having to get up early at like 5:30 or whatever it is. And it's um, not it's not like because of you see everybody else doing it or you you know you hear oh successful entrepreneurs wake up at five o'clock in the morning so you feel like that's what you have to do right it's like it mm -hmm. has a more meaningful purpose or reason behind making that decision for yourself yes yeah absolutely because I can feel in my vision how that experience comes through it comes through with such grace and calmness and stillness and space for thinking in the morning. And that's exactly what mm -hmm. I want to cultivate. It's not just the act of getting up early, but it's the act of, well, it's the experience of cultivating clarity in the morning. And that's the first thing that I want to do when I wake up, because I know that I'm going to have a much better day if I'm waking up with that amount of clarity or have made that space for clarity. The other thing about having a vision, Joe, is that I feel like when we're setting goals, I think a lot of people perhaps don't have that vision and they find themselves setting goals that are sort of irrelevant or they feel pressure to, I don't know, to accomplish. But I think that it's not really about the goal, right? It's about that sort of where we're heading. So I think mm. that when we're thinking of setting goals and reaching goals, The goal, we could accomplish it or we might not accomplish it. But for me, I feel like having that vision keeps me motivated. Whereas if I'm setting goals and accomplishing goals or not accomplishing them, I feel like it's not helping me work towards a bigger picture or something more meaningful. Right. It's an empty goal, essentially. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like it's about the journey, not about like reaching every single milestone. Yeah. So it's like, what is that journey that you want to take for yourself in your business, in your life? Um, I think that's kind of when I think about it, the goals are great because they are helping you accomplish these things, but it's for something bigger and more meaningful than just checking something off the box. Yeah. And this brings us to something that Donahue and I are so excited to share. So excited. It's so excited because we've been working on this for probably the last few months. And it is our first collaboration together. And it's all yeah. about our passion around taking you through values 
to vision to goal setting. It is called From Overwhelmed to Focus, and it is a masterclass series that takes you through the steps from uncovering your core values, whether it is in your business or in your life, and getting really super clear on your vision, and then actually extracting that out into tangible goals using Mm -hmm. Notion and having a system where you can actually check those off so that you know that you're progressing towards your vision one step at a time. It is something that is a bit of a passion project for both of us. And we can't wait for you to try this process out for yourself. We are so pumped for you to try this because this is the exact process that we both use to keep track of all of our goals and our vision and how to incorporate our core values into our business and our life. And you're going to get us walking you through every step of the way. You're going to have a system that's ready to be used by you, plugging in all of your information and keep track of your progress towards your vision. We are so proud of this freebie. So if you'd like to get your hands on it for a limited time, it's going to be free to anyone that leaves a review on Apple Podcasts about any episodes that you enjoyed. So send us a DM at The Brand Journey on Instagram and we will send you the freebie. We'd love to hear what you think of it. Well, to sum up what we've just talked about, we went through our top four essentials for running a business and a thriving brand. And those things were having a CEO day. So make sure you block in some time weekly to dedicate to your own business so that you feel real spacious and it brings you clarity. We also talked about the importance of getting a coach and how it helps you grow and expand your comfort zones so that you are putting the right systems into place. We also talked about accountability and how integral that has been for both Donahue and I and also for you to start having someone that you can meet with on a weekly basis or on a monthly basis to go through the goals and actions that you have set for your business and for your life as well. And finally, we talked about vision and how having a really clear vision allows you to distill down the goals and the action steps that you actually need to take to move forwards in your business. That takes us to the end of another episode of the Brand Journey podcast. If you loved this episode and got some valuable insight from it, make sure you hit the subscribe button and follow us over on Instagram at The Brand Journey to keep up to date with our newest episodes. And you know what would be absolutely amazing? If you left us a review so we can support more business owners like you on their journey for crafting a conscious and visionary brand. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time. I feel like I lost my train of thought, but it's like, I don't appreciate it. (laughs) I feel like I'm getting a cramp. (laughs) Okay, no, no bags. It's like the dog's paws. I'm like a, a gopher. You know how gophers? <laughs> That's the funniest thing. Yeah. <laughs>
It's <laughs> <laughs> so like back to work. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot where I ended. At. <laughs> 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 I don't know where I was going with that. I love that. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Can I have a question? So that I don't know why I just keep running around in circles. Oh. <laughs> it literally said the opposite. <laughs> when it what what? I'm really excited about this box. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited about the box. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs>